everybody and welcome back to the corner of gray street podcast i'm nolan joined as always with bruce bruce the boys are back and it is a an eventful week for the band we had an eventful week a few weeks ago we went to new orleans for days between to see goose great seeing you great goosing it up amazing stuff but uh man a lot of a lot of excitement right now Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can't believe it's already been, um, it'll be two weeks tomorrow since we um, started that Days Between Festival. And what a couple of shows that was. What a couple of shows we got there. That was awesome. It was a great lead-in to the summer concert season as we are getting going here. And, um, yeah, like you said, uh, the boys that we typically talk about, the Dave Matthews Band, they got going uh, just a few days ago as well, and this week it really begins to gear up. We've got a lot to talk about. Nolan, we're going to jump right into it as we're going to blaze through this episode. But first, I wanted to give a quick mention and shout out to um, a couple of guys who are doing a huge service to the community. Um, they have started a website called dmbremasters.org, um, and they are, uh, I guess, screen names or uh, whatever names, if you're looking for them and you may know them, is X C A C E L, so X Cassell, mm-hmm. um, and D Jam I E B. So, uh, those two have uh, created this website. They've been doing a bunch of remastered DMB takes for a while and posting them on uh, places such as antsmarching.org. Uh, but they've loaded this entire website, and this is kind of what they're about here. I'm going to read a little bit about them, um, and you guys all go check them out. Their goal is with DMB remasters is to bring new life. To recordings of beloved Dave Matthews Band live shows. So they carefully remaster those audience tapes in a tasteful way, elevating the listening experience, bringing you closer to the music. Each tape is worked on individually and thoughtfully in order to minimize harsh and muddy frequencies, enhance the clarity and punch of the music, and create the ideal stereo spread so the music is as immersive as possible. So they do this for the fans in the DMB community because they're so passionate about the music. And it's a fun way for them to be able to give back to that incredible community, you all that are listening now, um, of people who obviously love DMB's music as much as we all do. So they began remastering tapes just a couple years ago in 2021. They're going to continue to bring new recordings uh, to life throughout this process. So make sure to check out dmbremasters.org. Nolan, head over there just just right now while, while, while while you're... podcasting and just and just peruse through there's a lot of good stuff there um but yeah so shout out to those guys we appreciate yeah okay great nolan's downloading shows as we speak um nolan get us going here we have uh we have dmb shows to talk about here and we're not really sure what to call them obviously they were down in mexico they were announced along with the summer tour we're kind of referring to them as the mexico or the mexican trifecta here um but what did you think about these shows like what what did you do you feel they're a part of the summer tour are they was it the tour opener was it just a warm-up you know really what did you think well i in my mind i was thinking they were more of a warm-up um, just like a special one-off thing to to get the boys going um, for the U.S. summer tour. You know, they did um, 
rehearsals down there in Mexico before the shows. Um, so to me, it seemed like a, a warm up. Um, I would say they seemed maybe a tiny bit rusty, obviously, um, but but not for long. Um, and one thing I would say though is these set lists were there was no warm up about these set lists. I mean, this is what. U.S. summer tour set list should look like. I mean, they are just, they nailed it with these. Mm. I love them and hope we get more of them. And we're going to dive into that. But um, yeah, man, three shows in Mexico. Um, first shows for DMB in Mexico since 2019. They also played two shows in 2015, which was the first time the band had played there. Uh, the 98 mm. and 01 shows were canceled. Obviously, Dave and Tim play in Mexico and just did in February and played some of these same songs in Mexico. And I guess Mexico just gets all of the great rare <laughs> stuff. So why apparently we need to go there. Um, but yeah, yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, the band did their rehearsals in Mexico due to some, uh, some nice sleuth work. We, uh, we discovered in one of or a couple of, uh, photos that the band and Jeff, posted that um bismarck you can see bismarck on the uh the corner of dave's teleprompter uh so that oh, was exciting i wonder where he got that idea mm, i don't know i don't know it's <laughs> and like every song they played uh they busted out we've been just hammering on the podcast play it play it play it um they're listening uh yeah someone said that um in one of the videos Maybe Rashawn posted that um, it looked like Dave was playing Buss's stuff. Um, and DMB made a social post saying, be on the lookout for some surprises uh, and new songs. So that's exactly what they did, Bruce. They started off in El Auditoria Nacional, <laughs> Mexico City. First ever show of this venue. Show was scheduled for November 2001 at this venue as part of a sort of international tour, but was canceled after 9-11. Um, Bruce, they got things going with Satellite, a unique opener for the Dave Matthews band. Yeah, exactly. A lot of great lead-in info there, Nolan. That, you're, you're exactly right as far as we kind of thought that this was going to be more of some warm-up shows, you know, festival-style set lists, all crowd favorites, singles, blah, blah, blah. They haven't been to Mexico very much at all. They're not going to do anything. They're going to save all the heavy hitters for the U.S., blah, blah, blah. We're also entitled. All of that. And like you said, um, maybe not so much there. Mr. Matthews said, hold on to your butts. <laughs> and the satellite opener, I mean, that's pretty cool. We love uniqueness around here. Obviously, first time since September 7th, 2018. That's September 7th date. Um, not the last time you'll hear that on the podcast. But only the eighth time since 2000 that satellite has opened. Um, there were some uh, back in the early days uh, there were there were quite a few, and then uh, DMB two sets had some. We did not count those because acoustic set. No, we're not going to count that. We actually saw one. I think Nolan. No, we saw two. I think we saw two in a row. Good. Um, weird. Um, but so they also opened the. If you count this as a tour opener, which after these set lists we actually might. So sorry, Houston. Um, we have a problem. But open the summer tour of 2000, and if that's anything for us to look forward to, 2023 is going to be a great tour because 2000 is one of the best summer tours 
uh, in this band's history. So uh, you've got that going on. So that was cool, satellite opener. Uh, you've got Come On, Come On in there. Uh, that's sticking around. I think we like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's cool. And then you get your first uh, taste of the new album that's coming out, obviously this week, uh, but was in like a week and a half when the show was played or so, two weeks maybe. I can't remember what this show date was. Um, Madman's Eyes, been played a million times already. But this one, pretty unique because Carter seemed to forget how the song ends or when it ends, and he didn't want to stop playing. And we got a little unique outro there, Nolan, that was kind of impromptu, improv, but it seemed like it worked very well. Um, and it it was pretty awesome, if we do say so ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, and you know we're going to bury the lead here, but unfortunately it was not done the next time or two that it was played down in Mexico. Uh, so it didn't seem like the band uh, wanted to learn from their mistakes and put that into the end because it was awesome. Um, and that's unfortunate because I kind of wish that that little mistake would uh, make its way into a uh, more clean version to where it'd have a little outro jam or whatever and would stick around because that was cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And I think I think you sent it in a text, but Carter was the MVP of these shows. I mean, he oh. was a monster. I mean, saw a couple videos on Instagram, I was like, oh my God. Like the one at the end of Crush, uh-huh. I was like, I'm like always amazed by him at the end of Crush. Um, but he just yeah. does it. He does it. And he's he's more locked in now than he's ever been. It's it's unreal. Um, Bruce, another big I, one I was, came back. I was blown away. Truly, I mean, and truly blown away. And that's, that's saying something coming about Carter. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into some of the kind of, you know, you, you said that they had a little rust. We'll get into some of the flubs and stuff, and that's fine. Uh, we don't, they're not really bothersome that much. Uh-huh. Um, but even Carter had some flubs and forgot stuff, but he turned, made it awesome. Um, so it like, it like didn't matter. Yeah. And he's still the MVP. So step it up, other band members, obviously. <laughs> oh my God, the GOAT. And, one of my favorite songs the band has uh, written, Virginia in the Rain, makes its full band return. Liberated, uh, last time played July 1st, 2018. That was the last full band play. Uh, they tried it twice that year. Uh, first year with Buddy and Not Again Since. Um, it was just turned into a Dave solo song. Um, but man, this song crushes... Uh, Dave playing the uh, the guitar as he does Dave and Tim, Buddy playing the keys. I mean, everyone is so locked in on this song. Carter and Tim are all over this. The song is perfect for Tim, I think. He just makes like the craziest like uh, like dark and ominous tones. That's like yes, it's amazing. I always think of forgetting Sarah Marshall, and he's like, yeah, make it more dark and ominous. And Tim's just like, okay, here you go. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, you want a dark and ominous. Okay. Uh, but no, it's so good. Uh, Bruce, Virginia in the Rain, welcome back. Seriously, we've been missing it. I don't know why they only chose to play it a couple times when Buddy joined immediately. That was interesting, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. But yeah, so good. As you said, Carter, Tim, I mean, Fonz is all over it too. Yeah. Um, they they just sounded great. Buddy plays you know, the, the Dave part or whatever, just perfectly. And it sounds good to have some layering of Dave's guitar on it that we'd never really heard, um, you know, come through very well. And it just, it sounds very, very good. Uh, and they played it a lot down there. I hope it sticks around for the entire summer. Play the hell out of it because it's yes. great. Um, 
they could even you know tack on some minutes and jam it out a little bit because it just um, it's just awesome and it's one of those that goose should cover and then play Redbird <laughs> right after. Oh my god, this is a song <laughs> that like that DMB and I'm gonna say this about like the next couple songs that we talk about, but like yeah, these are songs that should be played and these are songs that sh- should even be jammed to. As opposed to songs like If Only, Lying in the Hands of God. Like, I know those are like kind of polarizing in the fan base. But for us, like, give me these next couple songs we're going to talk about uh, instead of instead yeah, of those. It, like, I, like, I love these. Love them. Yeah, if you're going to go on the you know, slightly quieter and slower-ish mm-hmm. songs like you're talking about. I won one hundred percent. So yeah, Virginia and the Rain. Hopefully, we continue to be able to talk about that a lot. Uh, we'll we'll mention it again uh, today. So it's going to be awesome. Um, and you know, as we continue to go uh, throughout the show, there, you know, we're going to have uh, even more liberations, as as Nolan kind of alluded to. And the next song we were going to talk about actually is another liberation, uh, Bismarck. Where, where have you been all my life? First time full band since August of 2016, I believe, at the Gorge uh, back then. So almost seven years ago, oh. uh, which is just truly absurd. Never with Buddy, obviously. Um, new little Carter intro to it. Um, he starts the song off, which is interesting. I mean, that's cool. It's whatever. Who cares who starts the song off, really? I like um, it. But, but kind of interesting that he does that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just kind of leads Dave on in. Um, and as you mentioned before, this was one of the songs that we, um, you know, one of those crazy fan sleuths saw it. Um, and then um, I think I was zooming in on the pictures too because there's little pages there of like set lists and lyrics and whatever. And I saw <laughs> it and sent it to you. Yeah. But other people had obviously found it before we did. Um, yeah, so we super excited that it actually came out to play. Um but yeah, Dave was a little rusty on it. You could tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who wouldn't be? It's very wordy. You just you got to play it. There's a couple of you know unique time changes in it, and Dave missed it. I think each of the times that they played it in yeah. Mexico, which is fine. But play it more, yeah. idiot. I mean, come on. <laughs> like you'll get better. Oh my gosh, what a song! Uh, it's yeah, it's so good. Uh, I, not as much Jeff on this one. I thought I thought it was a little clunky. Um, seems like the last several times, even Dave and Tim Mexico when they played it, I think last year, uh, didn't really nail it. So I think obviously too wordy for for it to make the album. Um, so I don't know, maybe cut some words out. I don't know, but it, I mean, still great, an all time chorus, one of my favorite choruses. Um, yes, that Dave has written. It's it's quite good. Um, some new horn lines in there as well um but bruce finger picking dave who doesn't like who doesn't love finger picking dave that was so good man such an underrated guitarist props to dave always yes but bruce the liberations keep on coming and uh this is one this is the biggest liberation um of the week and one of the biggest liberations that the band has ever had uh busted stuff first one since september 3rd 2010 Full band. 13 years. 13 years. And maybe we could have guessed that this might show up uh, as Dave and Tim played it in Mexico in February, which was also a shock. But, um, man, 
I, I truly didn't think they would ever play this song again. And they sounded incredible. I thought this Dave, man, his voice sounded great. But Jeff, Jeff and Tim in the, at the end of this just like stole the show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it had been 664 shows since the last one. I think it was like a top 10 DMB song on the Liberation list. Yeah. Um, it had been so long, uh, like 4,600 days or something. Um, which, by the way, Baby Blue is the exact same amount of shows, I believe. Maybe more now. But it has it has now reached 664 shows since being played. Wow. Um, since being played uh, full band, which is crazy. But yeah, so that long, Nolan, since 2010, like you said, it sounded great. Dave using those chord structures that he was using back in the Dave and Tim shows, um, or when they played at Dave and Tim in Mexico this February. Sounded awesome. Um, just, just truly, truly so good to have it back. Um, and yeah, Jeff and Tim... Dave playing guitar on it. I mean, just makes it so much better than just having crunchy Tim like they did in 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, we loved him, but that wasn't the best use for him uh, back then. That just didn't sound as good. But um, I, they have to keep playing it. I really, really, really want to continue to hear this one evolve, get better and better and better. Um, feels like they could even stretch it out even longer. Yeah. It sounded like Fawn started playing a little walking bass line like they did in Crush last year. Mm. A little doom, 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 doom. Like, y'all could play a little, even jazz it up even more there at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, just truly incredible stuff. Kind of something that you would expect to pop up, you know, if they're going to start, when they kind of start the tour with exciting things mm -hmm. that you were expecting maybe in Houston, um, mm. again, to pop up. But here we go. We're, this is, I think, tour opener here, Nolan. I think that we've already surpassed that. Again, sorry, Houston. Um, yeah, <laughs> you should probably just, you know, really feel really bad about yourselves at this point. Um, too bad. But yeah, Nolan. Another next song. Um, and and I was watching the uh, like a Facebook stream or something because I mean, when when stuff like this is going on, you got to turn it on. Um, and Dave brings up the Barry Electric, and it's like, all right, here comes Bayou. I mean, you know, or she, or something like that. Um, and Space Between. I mean, Space Between in general, you see it pop on a set list. You're just like, okay, cool. Yep. I mean, they play it mm -hmm. pretty, pretty often these days, kind of slow and soft. But Dave decided that he was going to bring back out that electric baritone guitar that they played on it back in the day. They wrote the song on yes. uh, back in 2001, but he hasn't played it on Space Between in 10 years. It had been since 2013 uh, that, that they did that. Uh, so that was extremely unique, not at all expected, um, but welcomed, I would say, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've always liked uh, Space Between, one of the stronger songs on Every Day. And I, I love the uh, the electric on it. Like I don't know. There's it was a nice change up, I guess, to go. Uh, was a raised B there for ten years, but I mean, that opening riff, like with the with the berry, is like it's a nice punch to a quiet song. So that's really cool. Good choice by Dave on that. Um, Crash shows up it's crazy to me that we talk about crash as a rarity now but it's only the seventh <laughs> crash since 2019 it was only played twice uh, last year we talk about it all the time like uh, i feel like i bring it up all the time like how is crash a rarity now it's probably it their most popular song 
make an argument between that and ants, but like wild. So love seeing Crash show up. But Bruce, this is yeah. one that we were really excited to hear. We heard the studio cut of Monsters a few weeks ago. They debut it uh, here in Mexico. First time played, full band. We heard a little snippet on a DMB social post. Carter sounded great on it. And, uh, man, the way they play this song, the way Dave sings it, the way Carter attacks it, Tim's solo, the horns at the end, Fonz, uh... The outro, or the second half of the song, is incredibly powerful, and I cannot wait to see this live. Yeah. Um, one of the better full band live debuts of a new song in a while. Yeah. Um, and we had already heard it, so it wasn't like, oh, whoa, this is the new song. I'm kind of glad that they put out the studio version first, and then... We got this live. That's kind of how I wish a lot of this the DMB stuff lately would come. Yes. So that you wouldn't have like the the album versions um, later when you're and you're like, man, it just it sounds way better live. Why am I? Uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to listen to the album anymore. You know, when you get it on the album fresh, you're like, okay, and they're go- going to expand on this live. Great, mm-hmm. and they did. Um, and so the only thing that, that you know, obviously, that we wish is that it was the full band on the album. So that we had Fonz, we had some horns, and we had a Tim, like, just a brief solo section, even just 30 seconds, uh, something like that, would make it so much more just meaty and yeah. and feel better uh, for the studio cut. But good lord, I mean, <laughs> it this is so good. The live version is incredible. Um, it just lacks literally nothing. Um, and um, I wrote down that it sounds full, powerful, passionate, and it builds which is every single aspect of DMB that we love. Um, and you just, I, I don't feel like I could ask for more out of the live version of the song. Um, and even at the end of it, when they ended it, Buddy kind of kept playing mm-hmm. this little, like he kept playing the chords as like an outro. And it kept going and going just a little bit for like another 30 or 45 seconds. Um, I don't think they did it again after that. But I was like, yes, yes, just keep, yes, just keep going. Um, and so hopefully they do that every every now and then, just a little bit more to it. Uh, but it was so good. It was incredible. It makes me kind of even just slightly appreciate the album version more where I'm like, okay, this is what it is. It just, this was a thing. And now look at what they actually do with it. Um, so it's it, it's great. I mean, I, I, I am over the moon for how Monster Sounds Live. We were expecting that. And yeah, truly can't wait to see it um, here in just... <laughs> I mean, three weeks, less than three weeks. So it's, yeah, monsters. Love it. Amazing. Uh, Bruce, another new song made its way into the set. And uh, I don't think we're a big fan of having new songs being played this week. We kind of were hoping that we would hear the album version first for all of them. Um, Obviously, other than the ones they've already been playing live, but... Man, uh, I don't know. It, it was too hard to not listen to it. We did a good job. We did a good job on, for the most part. But we listened to Looking for a Vein. It was played E1. Now, I was probably like the most curious about what this song sounded like, knowing that the credits are, it's a Dave solo song playing all the instruments. Um, I think it's 
a nice song. Maybe we shouldn't uh, review these new ones quite as much and save it for the new album review. But uh, I think it's a nice little song. Gave me Proudest Monkey vibes. And I thought, Hmm. um, good lyrics. I thought Jeff sounded great on it. But then it had me wondering, why is Jeff not on the studio album? But I don't know if that's true. Maybe it's (sighs) not. Um, But yeah, kind of like a dark song, but played in an upbeat way. So yeah, nice little song. Yeah. I would just say my my reaction after listening to it was like, oh, that was nice. I hope the rest of the songs on the album are bangers. Like, I need some energy out of the remaining, I think, three songs that we haven't heard. Um, Need it. Yeah. Um, It it was a nice, pretty song. I I enjoyed it. And um, I feel like that it can be extended. It was under three minutes, I believe. Nice E1 song. If you're going to play a mm-hmm. uh, full band song E1, that one's a good choice. If you're going to go short and quiet. Um, I think the Ocean the Butterfly is another one that could be a nice little E1 if you want to go full band and yeah. you want to save a, a banger for the E2 and not do two big bangers. You don't want to do a Dave Solo song. Um, I, I'm I'm for that for a little bit. Just a little bit of a different a different thing there. Um, you know, as long as it's not rye whiskey and stuff like that, I think that uh, we'll, we'll be more happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrics are pretty good. I think that it was. Uh, I, I again, I liked it. Guitar is pretty good. Lyrics are pretty good. It's just a pretty good, nice little song. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less at the moment. Um, and interested to hear what they did with it on the album. So yeah, it was a nice use, you know, of the word vein. I guess by Dave is kind of like a cracking, cracking a rock sort of vein um which is not at all really what we had expected for several years after hearing about the title (laughs) like two two and a half years ago um and yeah i think that 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 was cool and so they so they closed that show out nolan with uh don't drink the water nice solid great show um opening up the opening up the year here or tour here i guess um just over two hours in song time length which is which is a little on the shorter side i think the next night was actually even shorter uh but this is expected so as they as they kind of build up their their tolerance and all that good stuff, that's going to be slightly expected. Um, so yeah, they move on to their next show down there in Mexico at the Auditorio Pabellón M. <laughs> there in Monterey, uh, Mexico. Nolan, they open this one up with One Sweet World, and honestly, every time they open a show up with One Sweet World, I'm like, that's boring. This show's going to be meh. It just for some reason. Lately, if you open up a show with One Sweet World, it's like Dave's like, yep, not that he mails in, but he's like, yep, this is going to be cookie cutter standard and this is just what we're going to do. Um, it just, for whatever reason, in my opinion, tends to play out that way. This is kind of a cool little one, but he had like a little prelude on it that was nice. Um, and they messed up the outro and it made it better. I kind of liked the little mess up outro. Dave didn't scat at all. Um, I don't know who didn't know where they were, whether it was Dave or Carter or both. Um, but Buddy and Tim kind of saved it and kind of kept playing through it. And it was very nice. It was uh, it was kind of a soft, atmospheric ending there. Yeah, I like that. I, I would agree with that assessment um, through and through. Cool outro, um, a little different. Um, but Bruce, let's keep it going. They they bring out Buss's stuff again. Sounded even better this time around. Maybe oh, yeah. the performance of the Mexico tour, Grace is Gone, 
Buddy and Carter on the outro. Mm, Tim gets involved too. Man, it's uh, get locked in and extend that outro. That's it's one of their best live songs uh, by far. Especially this lineup. I think that they've done such a good job with it. I mean, if they're not going to do a saxophone solo, which obviously we know Jeff would crush, um, Buddy just kills this. And they destroyed it. Him and Carter, uh, unbelievable. So if you haven't checked that one out, uh, go check out that Grace is Gone. I think that's one of the best performances of the song in a while. Um, and probably my favorite performance um, overall in the first several shows here. Nolan, but I, w- I was listening through some of these songs, and you had Buss's stuff, you had Madman's Grace, you got Rooftop, then Crush, Full to Think pops up again um, as they've kind of played it sparingly over the last few years, kind of as a little treat here and there, which mm-hmm. I love, I want to see. I still haven't seen it somehow. Oh. Um, and, I mean, they played this with such speed and verve and precision. I don't know if they missed a note, and I was just like, what are you doing? I mean, Carter and Dave, that's it's not an easy song to play and sing at all. And I mean, it was it was truly absurd. I think I messaged you and I was like, this is I I'm mind blown as I'm listening to this just how fast and perfect that they played that song. Oh yeah. They they kill it and I think they kill it every time. Um but man, sped up Carter, everybody, just, it was awesome. Uh, Virginia in the Rain, full band again. Better than the first time around. Let's keep playing it. Make it to Charleston. Uh, yes. Break Free, I thought it sounded great. Sounded like it does on the album. Uh, they added the album horns. And um, it was good energy at the end. I thought they, uh, it was a nice uh, nice little jam there. Um, and then they followed Which up with... we love. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And then they followed up with You Never Know, which, like, man, the set just, like, these sets are just like, oh, yes, they're doing it. I love it. Yeah, it's not a, not a whole lot of major lulls in there. Not a, not a ton of, like, incredible surprises or anything in this show or, or, or whatnot. Um, but that, that that's okay. Like, it's, it's songs that they've either played the show before or they've played. Um, and not to say, like, Buses stuff or... Uh, like a fool to think Virginia in the rain all that stuff becomes not surprising um, but it wasn't like a major liberation or anything um, and you never know it's just truly incredible um, continuation of space between the monsters uh, late set satellite die trying shows up um, as a closer looking for a vein um, again in the E1 spot Dave chose this over another new song all you ever wanted was tomorrow um it was written in. He could choose one or the other. He chose Vane. So, um, you know, what happens the next night, Nolan? I think he chooses the latter. But another solid show in Mexico uh, before they move over to Guadalajara at the Teatro Diana, where Nolan, another incredible thing happens. Bismarck opens the show. First time opening and only the second time opening. First time opening since 2016. Only the second time ever opening a show. What do you think about Bismarck as an opener? I love it. I would have been going nuts. Uh, I want to hear it. The tape's not out yet. but uh, I know. We can't really talk about this show too much. <laughs> I know. But, man, especially Carter starting a show, that's where it's at. That's where it's at. Because you, yeah, it could be it could be something awesome if Carter's starting a song. And um, in this case, it was. Um, Bruce, then they play later on the set. It could happen. 
first time played, song debut, segues into Madman's Eyes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We haven't listened. We will yeah. listen on Friday. We haven't listened. Uh, and then E1, All You Wanted Was Tomorrow. Uh, first time played, song debut. Segues into Warehouse. So is it, is it a ballad? Is it a soft song? We don't know. We could find out, but we don't want to know. Uh, we'll find <laughs> out on Friday. Yeah, Nolan. Some people have heard these songs. We're choosing not to hear them mm-hmm. yet. We have the opportunity, um, but <laughs> which is so weird by us. Like we we literally have a chance to listen to them right this second and not going to and live and studio versions, and we're not going to do it because we want to wait until we have that beautiful album in our hands or that we're able to plug it directly into our ears. And um, yeah, I mean, people are people are talking about it on the boards, on um, on other mediums, and we're just not going to, we're not going to listen to it. We're not going to hear you talk about it. We're not going to read you talk about it. <laughs> we're putting down our foots, our yeah. hands, everything. No, no, and how dare you, Dave, actually play these songs down in Mexico, and the album release show is technically Friday, and you could have saved all of this piss poor I, but i kind of get it they're not going to be back down in mexico or anything like we we totally get that but i was a little bit I, and i'm not going to houston we're not going to houston or anything but i, I feel like it's a little disappointing no one i feel oh, yeah. truly like it's a little disappointing that that those uh i mean has the entire album been played live mm, after everything has not been played live okay so i think okay, that's after the everything. only one yeah but man i mean we we threw around the idea of going to Woodlands to see the album release show, mm-hmm. and I'm glad we didn't do that now. Like, I I mean, it's whatever. They can play whatever they want. Uh, but to me, that was like, that's the album release show. Like, yeah. if I'm going to that show, I'm expecting to hear songs for the first time. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they think of it uh, differently. So... Obviously, know. apparently they do, yeah. um, but we're not going to render any opinions on these new songs until we we give you guys our full review, which we hope to do um, very shortly, either after the album releases. Um, we'll, we'll we'll just have to see what happens. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. Hey, and um, we could review it before it comes out. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I, who who knows? Who knows? Like I said, it could happen as apparently dave says because it's a song name so i would uh, 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 i would assume the lyrics in there somewhere i don't know but it was cool that they both segued into something that's also awesome yeah I love um that. we don't even have song times um as far as what they were live like if they were longer than what the song times on itunes say so i don't even know and that's fine mm-hmm. we're gonna stop talking about these songs that we know nothing about because it's probably not engaging content whatsoever um <laughs> But, all right, Nolan, yep. we've got the three shows in Mexico. They were played. They're done. Band sounded pretty darn good uh, down there, to be honest. They played a lot of good stuff. What are we freaking expecting? Before we kind of wrap this up, what are we expecting in Houston on Friday? I mean, obviously, we're going to expect new songs. It's the album release day and all of that. But, like, there's got to be other things to kind of welcome yourself back to the u.s right like there has to be you know some other songs like a not of the level of like a last stop or a spoon but something 
what what's your prediction? Give me give me two songs. We we didn't plan for this. Give me two mm. songs that you think might be played in the on the Texas weekend. Uh, they don't have to be liberations, but that are that are more rare. I'm I'm gonna guess that they play very similar shows to the Mexico shows. I think they will be very okay. very similar. Um, but two songs that they could bust out. Let me. Let me go with. Hmm, how about uh? I'll go with "Idea of You." Oh, okay. And typical. Love it. I like that. I think that that's a good choice. I was actually thinking of saying "Idea of You," so that's hilarious. Oh wow! Um, what do you got? So instead, in in lieu of that, I'm going to go with. Um, the only thing, <laughs> oh. no, that's copping out. That's on the new album. I can't do that. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, "Broken Things." Ooh, um, and stuff I'll and broken also things. say, yeah, one of the shows will get busted stuff, and the other one will get broken things there in in Texas. Um, and I think that we'll we'll also see uh, something along the lines of, um, let's say, a a cry freedom. Um, mm. out there as well. Something that uh, it kind of popped in my head because they had played it in Mexico. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see something like a Too High or a Dodo or a Trouble. Uh, that would be cool. A little Some Devil songs. But up and I'll, away. We'll, we'll go with those. So, up and Away. Oh my God. Yes. You Okay, so what were your two again? Idea of You and Typical. Idea of You and Typical. And I went Broken Things... Um, and cry freedom. All right, excellent. Let's do it, DMB. We are excited to see what happens. Nolan, uh, we've got a couple more days before another new song is going to be released as well. Uh, oh, yeah. This Wednesday, the 17th, we're going to have the third single from Walk Around the Moon, which is going to be Walk Around the Moon. Um, we are very, very, very confident in that. Um, so <laughs> expect that to come into your ear holes on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I, I think that that'll be cool. And then the full album is going to be uh, released on Friday. A lot of people will be getting things in the mail. Uh, a lot of pe- people will be tuning in probably at midnight when that clock strikes midnight and it updates on iTunes, Spotify, and all those places. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on here, Nolan. So it's going to be a fun time. We're going to probably have very little sleep over uh, that time as we're working on maybe our reviews of it, trying oh, yeah. to get stuff going out with the shows hopefully exciting things are happening on stage and exciting times my man and we'll be seeing these guys in just a few weeks here uh reuniting with our uh good friend bk's lovely wife claire and all of us just hanging out again um and hopefully seeing some people in the lots um but yeah nolan let's let's quickly get out of here let's get you healthy before all this uh starts coming down the pike here yes and uh why don't you go take yourself like a nap or something definitely doing it (laughs) Oh, I need it. So we'll see you guys soon. Very soon. Be talking all things new album next time on the corner of Gray Street.
Hey music fans, we wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy.